listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical. mystical. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening in with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. Nice, nice to set up an interview with Dan Hasseltine from Jars of Clay. He's always been generous with his time and forthright with his thoughts. No different here. We meander in and around and through their release, Inland, and you're, you're going to love the going inland with your oar story. We recorded this after their concert at the intersection and before a trip to Founders in Grand Rapids, Michigan on October 28th, 2013, and we shut the place down. You know what I'm thinking through the Inland record is... Uh, are, are we are we losing touch amongst us? And I'm you know that's the big I don't know really how you define us, but that's what it feels like through this record is how come we're not connecting like I don't know if it's we used to or we think we used to, but certainly like I think we could. Is that mm-hmm. is that where you think is that an overriding theme? You think? Well, it's actually it's funny that you would even say that because um, uh, I was I had a conversation with a friend. Um, probably a year ago and we were talking about artists and musicians that have been able to have longevity and have a longer term conversation with their audience. And he was reminding me, he said, you know what? I really believe that artists really write the same song over and over again. If you look at an artist um, who's had that long term conversation and you're really able to kind of, point they they really do write the same song over and over again and not from a stylistic point right. but there is a there's a point a, a message that they're trying to get off their chest mm-hmm. and every artist kind of has that one reason that they started making art there's something inside them some tension some piece of something that they haven't been able to reconcile that they keep trying to hit on and uh and it's funny because you use the word connection and for jars that's actually when i went back and really thought about what is the one song we've been writing over and over again hmm. what is it about and it's always been about connection hmm. and and i figured we kind of figured that out most artists don't really figure it out for a long time maybe even in their full career right. but i that since that conversation happened i was able to kind of think oh you know what that makes sense to me and it probably came to the forefront 
in making the record when we were starting to write lyrics for it because I was more aware that that was kind of the bent of, of the communication and message we were having was connecting, trying to make sure that, you know, whether it was connecting certain cultures together or whether it was connecting people, um, mm -hmm. it, it was just part of what we wanted to be doing. You know, when you, were, when you first started talking about that, I wondered, do you almost not want to know what that thing is you're writing about, you know, because I guess because I think I would go forward thinking, oh, here I'm going down the same road again, or I'm really good at this, so I'm going to stay in this groove. So, you yeah. Well, I don't think, because I don't think it, it manifests itself the same way all the time. You know? Um, but I, so it, it could probably complicate things potentially in the entire, in the artistic kind of creative environment, mm -hmm. but I actually think it also might help because it, it allows a, an artist to maybe understand their motivations a mm. bit. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, but it, it, it's complicated. I think it, you know, for some people it, it could drive them to then start using the same words over and over again. Um, but you know, maybe it's just part of knowing yourself. And then, you know, I think Springsteen said, write what you know. Yeah. So that was <laughs> it's an important piece to being right. a, a believable artist right. is you've got to write what you know. And if you know yourself, then you're able to speak more honestly about things mm -hmm. and be more transparent. And I think that's actually what people connect with. I I think so. Yeah. So can I can I run through some of the songs? Then? Mm -hmm. And when I say some, I only mean all. Yeah. Uh, after the fight... Kind of get full yeah. of yourself, right? And somehow you gotta some grace has to come out sooner or later. Yeah, I think that that song has been. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's that whole story about you know Joe wrestling with angels," and you know, I suppose you could spiritualize it that way. But it's it for me, it was really just a matter of, um, I don't know that the humility that comes with age to you know kind of enter into the discourse mm. with um humility um you know faith the the advent of of facebook and the way people communicate in those environments online and you know i i spend a lot of time you know trying to in, at, at different points sort of turn the screws and be provocative and then at other times trying to kind of say whoa 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 this is mm -hmm. you know let's let's actually look at you know maybe a, a peaceful path in this regard so given that um the song really mattered to me to kind of write and kind of go you know what um i'm not the same person that i used to be like i'm not interested in in the brawl Mm. as much as I'm interested in, in the reconciliation. And I think that's where that song kind of comes from. Is that more than just a maturity thing, though? Could be that I'm tired. <laughs> no. Um, just, I'm tired. Well, yeah. literally almost tired of the brawl in your life. Well, you know? yeah. The brawls in your life, if you will. Well, you know, and, and we've had a lot of the same conversation throughout the years, you know, it, sure. you know especially with jars and you, you deal with all of the questions of spirituality and why are you playing in certain places why are you having a beer why are you doing this why are you doing that and you know and and some days i'm i feel very gracious about those conversations and other days you know i i'm kind of going why why are we still having this yeah. conversation have right. we not learned um that there's something more to care about yeah, but yeah. 
you know, and so I think, you know, in my moments where I'm feeling sorry for myself, I probably lean in those spaces of going, can't we just have a different conversation? Then, then I should stop recording because but, <laughs> so you know, my next question was, well, you know, well, and I'm thinking about myself, right? It's because I wonder how many times I've opened up the microphone and asked, just like you said about your lyrics, right? In essence, ask the same question 1500 different ways from Sunday. Sure. You know, and there's a part of me that thinks when you say it, I'm like going, yeah, probably everything we're about to talk about is on 700 interviews. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, but I love, but I love to hear your, I guess, you know, just I guess that's the reason why I still open up the microphones because I still think I'm going to get a glimpse, a better glimpse of the truth mm-hmm. or some sort of insight into life or God or whatever it is because we're sitting this close with microphones in front of our face. Yes, yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I loved uh, Reckless Forgiver um, because of what I just said, trying to figure out life, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had someone read the lyrics back to me to that song and it was a really profound moment Mm. because you know sometimes i write things and i have the delusion of thinking that i'm not actually being transparent you know i think i'm being more um veiled than what's actually coming out and you know i i remember someone like even on the last uh record the long fall someone going are you sure you want to put these songs out there and I was like, well, why wouldn't I want to put them out there? And, right. and but the reason was because there's a, there's an element of transparency that comes out, and I'm less likely to filter it. And the, more, the older I get, I'm more kind of I, I don't filter as much, and so it comes out in the songs a little more. Um, and someone read that lyric back to me, and um, and I just I just kind of remember going, yeah, you know what? That is sort of the the space I'm in. You know, the the older I get. I'm starting to kind of lose interest in the the minutia, hmm. and and there's just certain things that I I remember when I was a kid that I wanted, and some of those things are still true now. You know, I do. I just want to have a peaceful kind of environment to grow up in. I had a I had a pretty rough family life. You know, our our house was filled with tension, and and uh, so as a kid, I can remember going, "Gosh, I just wish I lived in a peaceful place." Hmm. You know. A long life of sanity, um, you know, love that won't leave too soon. Those are all kinds of core things that people strive for, just to have in their lives. And I think that I'm no different. Yeah. Uh, how about how about human race then? Um, I think it's a lot about potentially living mediocre life, right? And but yet life is so confusing, could be so great, and all yeah. that stuff, right? Yeah, and that song's really about it's about noise, at least to me. Like when I when I think about the lyrics and the the headspace I was in when I was writing them, it was it was sort of the the cultural noise that we all have to kind of wade through to find you know a human connection. So dovetailing with headphones, then? Yeah, probably. Yeah, or even closer on the yeah. on that right. record. Also, it's just those songs again. It's you know it's about connection about. And finding kind of a human connection, and that that song for sure, you know, it looks like it was, it was sort of a, a a jab at kind of the way we're marketed to these days, and um, yeah, and it just it feels like people don't relate to each other as human beings because we relate mostly through social networking again, and but you know, but but really, there's 
there's a human experience when you sit in front of somebody and you have a conversation or you get close enough to where you you can actually understand what they're saying and the the conversations have nuance they're not just words on a screen um and i think that matters to to not forget that that's that's part of our it's how we we should be living but but can we get can we avoid getting marketed to or at no but we can i think we can turn it off but we don't you know i i keep my phone on almost 24/7 um, you know, constantly looking at things. And I think that's my choice to do that, which is a terrible choice. And it's harder to turn those things off, but, but I can do it. if somebody gives you a glimpse of the truth or something that you think, I'm learning, I'm getting better or whatever, yeah. that's why, isn't it? Isn't that because we think behind the next door is something awesome? Yeah, it's that. It's that, um, for me, some of it feels like it's just stimulation, it's just wanting that mm. thing to kind of that's like, oh, that's cool, that's interesting, or that's fascinating, or that makes me really mad. Or it's just like, right. you know, because I think the myth is that life is mundane, and so we kind of we look at our devices and we we kind of live through other people, and we put ourselves smack dab in the middle of the battle, like or an argument, right. Right. and it's all feels like it's just stimulation. Because we feel like we need it, right? Um, but maybe we don't, and mm-hmm. maybe we can do without it every now and again. So is that? Uh, d- can I put that into loneliness and alcohol song? I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, loneliness and alcohol. I don't. You know that that's an interesting song for me because um, because it really, you know, and this might crush some people's ideas of of, of that song if they found any depth in it. But that was really, um, that was a song that kind of came because of that phrase, loneliness and alcohol. We kind of built the song around it. Mm -hmm. Um, When we were writing, it just seemed like a cool visual, you know, a vivid image. And uh, and so we tried to kind of wrap the rest of the song around it. So it, you know, as a cohesive piece, I don't totally know what it's about. You know, it's the song that probably five years from now, someone will read back to me and, and tell me what it's about. Yes. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was about escaping the monotony of life, and that's why I, I, I jumped to it after, yeah. after Human Race, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's something about deciding to hold yourself up, I guess, yeah. whether it's figuratively or, or literally, you know? Mm-hmm. And... And then you can just, it all sort of caves in on top of you, whether it is loneliness or it is alcohol or the two combined, so. Well, you know, and I've been around, over the last few years, I've been around a lot of people, a lot of, you know, my great, greatest of friends, people that know me the best, that are a lot of people that are in recovery. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so the language of recovery, 12-step programs, things like that, you know, you, you start to see through kind of the the addictions and the the ways that we medicate and mm. keep ourselves away from really living and really feeling and um so there's probably some elements of that that sort of have bled into the lyric to that song mm-hmm. so who are you writing about in pennsylvania pennsylvania was just a lot of images that was i it? wanted to put together oh, okay. yeah yeah it's um you know there are pieces of my own story there's some autobiographical nature to it but but really, it was just, we had this beautiful 
um, dark piece of music, and uh, and I was just trying to kind of complement mm. that, and that was the experiment. And it was sort of part of making the record inland was to sort of take myself off the hook, to have to have every song have a specific meaning. Mm -hmm. And to maybe just create art, stuff that was more abstract, something that was simply about painting a picture in somebody's mind rather than telling a story. And that song, I think, is is one of those, where it was really just kind of meant to, to give people pictures and images. And um, It was such a different yeah. feel for me than, yeah, yeah. an album track. How's oh, that yeah. for, yeah. Yeah, and, and and one of the things that I it's one of my favorite songs on that record mostly because of the string arrangements mm -hmm. and and just how um yeah, just how dark it is. And yeah, I love it. I think it's cool that you love the idea of examining the dark, I guess if you will there, right? Because in my head I'm thinking you tried for so long to make sure everything was about light. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I mean, I love that as a person, and I love that as for you yeah. as an artist because, because my life is not all light, <laughs> right? You know, and I don't want to wallow in dark either. But it's, I think it's great to visit. Yeah, you know? I think so. I you have to acknowledge too. it, right? It's there. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, most of the arguments that a lot of people that aren't Christians say about Christian art is that it's, it's inhuman. It's, it doesn't speak to the human condition. There's a great Wendell Berry, no, sorry, uh, Walker Piercy quote, hmm. where he talks about books and he says, um, bad books lie, and they lie most of all about the human condition. Hmm. And because basically what he's saying is we know when we're being lied to, when we don't connect with a character in a story, it's because they've probably written that character too one-dimensional. Hmm. You know, where we're kind of going, well, they're not they don't seem human to us. Well, and we tend to write the Christian story in a way that is very inhuman. Like we're, we don't connect to those people because they're talking about living lives full of joy, but you're kind of going, well, that's not how I live day to day. That's my one day a month is maybe like that, but not the rest of the week, the month. Mm -hmm. So jars, we've kind of, I think found that one of our places to write from an existent is the, the other 29 days. Mm -hmm. Where things are confusing and frustrating when, when things aren't lining up and uh, God doesn't seem real or the story seems fragmented, that's what we like to write in about. But didn't at one time in your career, don't you think you were writing toward that one day? I think there was more hope towards it. Yeah, and and I think we were probably, we were probably young enough to believe that that was the way we were supposed to to write you know i mean we were 19 and 20 when we started and right so there's a lot of people kind of pushing you to write a certain way and and that you know i think we did that we wrote a lot of songs for other people and not for ourselves in our career mm -hmm. um and you know i don't I guess maybe really, that's what i was thinking yeah and so i don't necessarily regret it all but i would say that we we have enjoyed being able to kind of go through a long creative process that has allowed us to kind of recognize the voices that are influencing us and remove the ones that probably don't need to be in the room. Cause I've been thinking, I've been thinking about this lately. A lot of times on my bike, right? When I'm all alone and it's mm -hmm. me talking to whoever I'm talking to, I just wonder if, cause I always think when I walk into too many churches, it's a bunch of gray haired people. 
But I wonder if only if, if young people have kept God alive. Because they're so innocent in their ideas of it that they, you at age 20, were writing about it in such a, um, a grandiose way of like, this is the most awesome, beautiful thing ever. And as we mature, we sort of have logic move into our world, and if, if not science. And I, I just wondered, is that a goofy thing to say? Because I'm, oh. I don't even know why I'm thinking it or even why I'm saying it other than just something sparked me just a second ago. I'm like going... Yeah, I mean, as an as an observation of kind of church culture, and I'm you know, I'm probably not really the guy to say much about it because I I my view is pretty limited these days. But um, but I would say that like I there's this kind of move towards more of a like a liturgical setting, or churches that are more um, that put a much higher value on the mystery of who God is versus kind of the moral implications of a, a subculture. You know, I tend to think that for a long time the church was, you know, kids kind of got involved in the church because it gave them something to rally around. And that was usually things like morality. Well, we, we're the kids who don't go to parties. We're the kids who pray in school. We're the kids that, you know, it was it was a thing to rally around, which, you know, that's not, not a bad thing, but... Um, but there's an end to that kind of thinking um, that it, it turns into judgment really fast and it turns wow. into kind of this exclusive thing really fast and I don't see that that culture is really allowed to keep moving these days like it seems like it's it's fading away because people are seeing that you know what it's not I, I can't alienate myself from my friends because they drink or they smoke because we're all flawed. We're all mm-hmm. broken and failed and we all do things and we all are selfish and all this. And so, so the, the way that the church is surviving now, I think is that it's becoming more human and it's, it's also becoming more engrossed in this idea of God who is bigger than he ever was and more mysterious and more capable of working in ways we don't understand. So the bigger God gets um, and the less kind of nitpicky we are about the morality issues, I think that's sort of what's what's keeping things moving along. Um, you know, that's just my take on it. <laughs> yeah, and I just wonder if we're maturing and we're just not in that 19 and or 15 and 19 and 22 year old world anymore. Right. Because yeah. maybe it's still there and we're just like, Oh, you know, we what? just it's don't just, see it. We don't yeah. connect it. We don't, right. we just don't connect to it anymore. Yeah. Well, and how many parents are like, I want to get my kids into youth groups so they don't go to parties and drink. Right. Yeah. You know, the motivations are there because I don't want my kids to make bad mistakes. Right. Um, and this is one way to kind of get them to not make as many bad mistakes. Get them out so, of the house and have a 22 year old right. <laughs> youth director lead them. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Hey, the the title track, Inland, last track, of course, too. Yeah. I I thought it was a lot about searching for yourself, really, as much as understanding there is a God that's always there. Yeah, I mean, that that song is mostly about moving from one place to another. I mean, if I were to kind of make it autobiographical, it would be, you know, sort of recognizing the subculture that Jars has been a part of, or that Mm. I've been kind of living in, and and sort of stepping out of that, making a decision to kind of walk away from it um, in search for what I, f- I feel like was the more kind of authentic 
truer ideas that that I wanted. Um, Did you say truer ideas? Maybe, yeah. What you said? I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, truer. Okay. okay, thank you. And I think that comes from, I mean, the 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 image was sort of given to us that of Odysseus being told, you know, as a seafarer, as a as a, you know a man who spent his entire life on the ocean, being told, you know, take your oar and walk inland until you find someone who doesn't know what that is. Hmm. And and there's something about that image that just really hit wow. me and I thought you know what that's that's kind of what this season of life represents for me wow um, it represents also for the band because you know the band were the music industry is so completely different we're not working within any of the paradigms we've normally worked in before and our families you know our kids are growing up all of this kind of stuff all these these sort of places that we're living in right now and experiencing are are points of life where we have to make that choice to move from what's familiar to a place of mystery and where we don't, mm-hmm. you know, we don't recognize things anymore and set up camp someplace else. So I think that's, that's what that song's really about. Mm. Um, so but, we're walking inland. Yeah. And then with, the, 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 the piece at the end, which I think drives a lot of people to kind of think of it as, you know, well, this is God saying that he's always going to be with you in the midst of that. Um, that piece was actually written because whenever you make a choice to go from what's familiar and take a risk, there's always the people that are like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. I don't think you should do that. I think that's not a wise choice or they don't believe in you. And, you know, Jars has been in a place where if we were, you know, we lacked a lot of confidence going into the making of Inland initially because we weren't sure what our place was. We didn't know why we were still making music. Mm-hmm. And we thought we had more to say, but it didn't seem like anyone was interested. And um, and so we were having a really hard time with that. And 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 I think we wanted to express through that song that you know what it's a it's a good decision. And there are people that are going to come alongside you that are going to say, you know what, this is this I might not understand this, but I'll tell you what I'm going to stand through and I'm going to be here with you while you make this choice to to take a risk but isn't it hard to keep walking with the oar when so many people either one don't know what it is or two say don't go there because i mean you're going to put in miles before finally somebody says i don't know what you're doing or where you're going but i'm with you yeah i think that's 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 just the life of it right (laughs) right yeah yeah i mean it's not an easy path for sure it's never easy so yeah, I mean, you, you just got to do it, though. And but 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 it's, I I I guess they think there's a there is some safety in numbers when you can go out with jars, if you will, and say, okay, there's the five of us and whoever else is on your bus, mm-hmm. and, and go, okay, we're all gonna go. We're gonna grab this oar and walk together because yeah. it really was just Dan, yeah, hopping in a you know well, an SUV, going, <laughs> right. I'm going yeah. out there with this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it represents different things, I think, for me personally, too. Yeah. I mean, it certainly represents different things for my family. It represents different things for, you know, just... Yeah. And, and even as we're looking at the music industry and going, well, how sustainable is this to keep doing music the way we're doing music? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even for me personally, because it affects my family. When If Jars doesn't succeed or doesn't sell records, that... You know, it's my family that doesn't eat. It's my family that, 
you know, there's stuff like that. So I, you know, I certainly feel that tension. And so it means that, you know, in my own life, I'm thinking about, well, what, where am I walking? What is inland for me personally? Because I'm obviously, Jars isn't going to be around forever. So I'm going to have to find other creative avenues or places to, you know, to take my ore. Um, so what does that look like? Uh, can I ask two more songs? And then, sure. Then I let you take your ore and go. Uh, I don't want I don't want you to forget. Yeah, pretty heavy. I thought. Yeah, that's a song. Really, you know, I've. It's my it's my way of kind of looking at my own grandparents actually, um, and and watching them get older, mm. and uh, and just to see that they, um, you know, what does it mean for for them as they get older to deal with the. Uh, the illnesses and the, the troubles they have and, and they're they you know both wrestled with dementia and um my grandmother actually passed away but but my grandfather you know it's, it's just kind of in and out of of the the true realities and right. so i'm just looking at yeah. people getting older and um and seeing them trying to love each other well and what that looks like and so that um that song was kind of a bit of a moment of just watching them uh, kind of try to reach out to each other and make sense of um, old age and and the the things that they've forgotten about. And almost how important connection was for them and maybe is for them when they yeah mentally almost can't connect right back yeah. to that spot or even in a current spot. Yeah, definitely. You know, and they they were still always with each other and and always yeah. you know they they loved each other well, but they. Um, it's just a point where, yeah, age kind of took over, and mm-hmm. and then yeah, some days they knew each other, some days they didn't. Mm. Fall asleep is the last song I want to ask you about. And yeah, fall asleep was um, it was really just uh, it came from me. I was looking at some some illustrations actually. There's an illustrator named Carson Ellis. Mm. Um, she does a lot of the the. Um, work for the decemberists on their record covers and and she's illustrated a few um young adult fiction uh stories and she draws forests in a certain way that the 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 combination of things was to kind of say they're very whimsical but melancholy and um and i just connected with them and i was looking at one of her pictures of a forest and i thought what a great spot for kind of like a a love story of sorts you know where let's just kind of create a story between two people and the connection that that one guy is trying to have with this girl mm-hmm. and they they you know they they steal away to the woods and they try to make a life for themselves but all the while she's you know longing for what she remembers of the city and um you know and it's that sense of you know maybe i'm not enough or maybe i'm too much you know the way relationships happen that way and they just become stale or um yeah and and difficult and so that was for me was just a way to kind of tell that story of of you know how do you you know just kind of a great tragic love story (laughs) i I just love it as we started talking about connection i mean i just love it that at all ages yeah at all ages right right Thanks for the time again, dude. Sure, absolutely. Thank you.
everything he reads and thinks and thinks and reads and every time enters his heart into the equation. I hope I do more reading and thinking that way. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Don't, don't. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere, anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper.